0: Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast.
1: That's Pastor Mike doing his best at the intro. Hello, Let me do a better intro. Ready?
0: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast.
1: (laughs) There it is. That's the radio voice. (laughs) How about this one? That's pretty good.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. It is June 10th, 2020, and I'm here with Connor Haas, and I'm Mike Shira. And I'm going to be your host today because this is going to be the Connor show today, and he doesn't know it. Connor, I want to talk with you today, and I want to actually get your read, your take on current events.
1: Hmm. There you go. That's the opinion that nobody wants. And so
0: listeners, just so you know, I completely switched the microphone on Connor right now. He did not know this was happening, and I gave him like 30-second warning. I said, this is going to be you today, buddy. So Connor, here's what I want you to do. I want you to answer a couple questions. I'm just going to throw out a couple questions right off the top of my head. Okay. First of all, what do you think about the current events that sort are of going on right now, as it relates to the body of Christ and what you see Christians really polarizing with against one another and kind of Christians fighting and not doing the you know by this all men will know that you're my disciples by yeah. your love one for another.
1: Yeah, totally. So I mean, this is no this is no great answer, comprehensive answer. But in talking to some of the other elders in the church and just thinking through this, actually Matthew Holbrook is the one who brought up. There's these three different tiers of operating and ways in which we got to think about these kind of things. And he said that basically it's it's, you think about the category of relationships between two believers or the relationships Mm -hmm. within the church. Mm -hmm. And then you think second category about relationships between believers and those outside of the church. So what is the church's mission in all of this? How does the church engage with the world? And then this third category, which is just how does the church, What's what filter do we view what's happening in the world through? And what's the biblical perspective on that? Mm-hmm. So regarding issues in the church, I have my Bible right here. I'm just going to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Or not the issues in the church, but regarding the way that believers ought to be thinking about this relating to each other in the church, my mind would just go there. And um, sorry, I'm just flipping that way.
0: Sure. No, this is good. I'm, so we're, listeners, we're in Ephesians 2. Okay.
1: So, so Ephesians two one through ten is like Mm -hmm. that's like everyone's favorite passage, right? It's it's mine. It's like one of the first ones I memorized, so I love Ephesians two one through ten. But I think I forget a lot of times that Ephesians two actually goes somewhere after verse ten, and the second half is awesome too. Mm -hmm. And after this amazing section that you actually referenced in one of the, the devotional videos that we just recorded this morning, right? This this amazing section about us being dead in our trespasses and sins, raised together with new life in Christ, Paul pivots. And says, therefore, remember, this is verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called, quote, the uncircumcision, unquote, by, by what's called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, the strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ for he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh, the dividing wall of hostility. Mm -hmm. And he goes on from there. But I, I would just, my thought from that would be as believers trying to love each other during these times, it's Christ who's our peace. Jesus is our peace. The gospel is our hope. And you have a lot of people talking about a kind of a new canon of mm-hmm. sociologists and psychologists that people need to read in order to rightly interact with other believers and especially other believers who who don't look like them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah and okay. that would be my two cents. That so the Bible says Christ is our Christ is our peace.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. So talk with me a little bit about the idea that, you know, all the one another's in the Bible are to be, yeah. you know, done yeah. by yeah. believers. But yeah. obviously, you know, you don't know the person, you know, 10,000 miles away okay yeah, and, so, yeah, totally. and you're also not you know attending uh, small groups and and church worship services with them and, totally. and doing outreach totally. together with yeah, them yeah. so it's obvious that what goes to the universal church is to be applied in local fellowships absolutely let's talk about how you can encourage how we can encourage the people of Grace Church of Orange and other local assemblies to to get along well and to link arms well right yeah. now okay yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah
1: because there's absolutely. a lot of polarization right a now a lot of polarization yeah and this is against something that you were just talking about in devotional videos this mm-hmm. morning that we were recording but this is the time when fault lines are being drawn along all these different political views and you have believers split over these things and 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 here i am a, a young guy without even too many you know Strong political opinions necessarily, but but at the same time, I have even found myself reading certain people's posts, and I I don't like anything because I just try to stay out of it. So I'm I'm not that guy. Wise man. I know. Wise man. I I just that's just social media is not my game. You know, I use Facebook, and all the high schoolers make fun of me because no, only old people use Facebook. That's what they say. So, (laughs) So if I just offended you and you're listening and you think, oh, I'm not an old person. Well, I guess I use Facebook too. So I'm in that camp also, but. But I'm scrolling through it and I'm looking at people in the body of grace sure. and I'm not even, I mean, I, I would use the words of myself. Okay. Okay. Li- livid to describe my feelings toward one, one post that I saw.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And so I just think about that and I go, wow, here I am, you know, looking at what another, you know, believer has said. Yeah. And my flesh wants right. to just lash out against that with all the strength yeah. in the world, and and just kick against that. Mm-hmm. And before God, I just had I just had said Lord, I'm so sorry. My my heart is so ugly, you know. And and yeah. and sometimes my heart um, can yeah. Even as I'm critiquing someone else's thinking or heart, my my anger towards that person can be really the ugliest thing in the room. So with that, yeah. you know, I think in terms of believers wanting loving, wanting to love one another, to just think about us as a group of people being the bride of Christ bought out of mm-hmm. slavery and darkness and sin to have this new life together, a shared life in Christ and a shared hope of eternity coming. Mm-hmm. That is, that is the leveling agent that allows us to love one another mm-hmm. and I think engage in good conversations okay. and not, and not, um, yeah, I don't know. Not shut down someone who's not coming from our viewpoint and ending yeah. the conversation before it begins. Okay. But that only comes out uh-huh. of that shared place of love for Christ.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm going to give you one more. It's a little bit of a hot potato. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm going to do this. Just to be fair to you, I'm going to wade in on this question Please. too. Okay. And by the way, listeners, I want you to know this is the question I don't want to ask. And I don't want to be asked. But I feel like, you know what, if we don't ask it, come on, what are we doing okay. here? Okay. Okay. On topic. Is it right? Is it appropriate? Is it okay for a Christian to go protest mm-hmm. with some of the protests and even align with Black Lives Matter or other groups that, you know, obviously have some anti-Christian uh, undertones and, and agendas? Is it okay for a Christian to go and protest and be a Christian in that realm? While Does it mean that you align... Fully, you know, with these groups that have some very anti gospel uh,
1: yeah. agendas. Yeah. Well, that is the question that no one wants to weigh in on. And it's the question that I, I know. I don't want word. anyone to ask yeah. me on, on a <laughs>
0: microphone, so I just ask you. But of course, you know.
1: Well, I, w- I want to hear your answer after mine, and you can clean up the mess. That <laughs> clean up on Probably. aisle yeah, 11. Yeah, yeah, clean up on aisle 11. Clean but, up on aisle, Connor. But, <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't, I would never <laughs> pretend to have the final word on this. I, in fact, my family has had this exact conversation, and in fact, I was the one that asked. I, I was asking my brothers, and my parents, "What do you think about this? Can yeah. Christians be a part of these protests?" And my parents were were taking a certain position on that. We were just having a conversation about it. Sure. You know, I would say that our responsibility as the church at large and as believers individually, our responsibility before God is to be is to be. Um, bringing the gospel to a lost world Uh, and we bring Christ and, and Paul, I think is a perfect example of that. Just saying we preach Christ crucified and not, you know, Paul was no warrior for social justice or reform Mm -hmm. in his society. Mm -hmm. But having said that, I think that we are also called to love our neighbors and Christians have the freedom where appropriate. And if Mm -hmm. it's that, if it's something that maybe particularly the Lord has put on your heart and you see an issue yeah. This is just understanding what I think. No, I think no, this Christians is what we have, want. Have the freedom, not yeah. the responsibility. I wouldn't say, but the freedom to to engage in those protests, just like somebody else certainly has the freedom, and we would even, not yes. just the freedom, but I would argue it's a good thing to engage on the issue of abortion, millions of babies being killed. sure. And it's a good thing to engage yes. on all kinds of different social right. issues, right. you know. But is it the responsibility of the believer, you know, as a as a Christian? Is this the uh-huh. Christian's role yeah. in engaging the world? I'd say no. And and just to answer the other question quickly too, regarding Black Lives Matter and, and aligning with those kind of organizations, mm-hmm. you know, those 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 groups come out of the roots of cultural Marxism and and the gospel that they advocate is is so far from the gospel of Christ that that even though I think that we can rightly engage on the questions of race and justice and, and and want those things to just say we stand with these groups I think so often does um, harm for the real the true gospel that people need
0: well fair enough I appreciate your your point of view and and uh, there's I don't really have any cleanup for you but I will uh, let me say a couple things and then we'll then we'll go ahead and close this off and and I think maybe we will address this another time as yeah, well great. okay maybe yeah. our, in our, on our next segment so I would say this I I one of the things is blanket statements don't help, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's kind of what you were pointing to. Like you don't want to say every Christian must blank, 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 mm-hmm. right? And the reason why because we have to have God's Word for our for our reasoning. And John, um, excuse me, John. Uh, well, John seventeen speaks about us being one, right? But we're not all one with the same exact thinking all the time, right? And so what happens is then we become divided because we don't have the same thoughts. Well, we forget that we have the same Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the idea is in Romans 14 that it says that you should stand, you stand to your own master. Okay. So you you need to not pass judgment on your brother, and you need to basically uh, pursue the things that make for peace and mutual upbuilding. Mm-hmm. And that you are are not to judge your brother, but that let 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 the judge judge. Or let God judge a person if they did the wrong thing. And it says this in, in verse 22, Romans 14, 22, the faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. That doesn't mean you don't share your faith. It means you keep your convictions mm-hmm. um, in your heart. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. There's your key right there. That if you're going to go and do something, and you know that you have, you're, you're convicted that it's not right for you to do and you go do it, you're sinning.
1: Then you're sinning. Yeah. Uh,
0: Romans 14, 23 says, Whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. And here's the blanket statement that is true. Biblical blanket statements are great. For who for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. You see that? There's there's your uh there's your blanket statement. Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. You go back up to verse five and it says, uh, each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Okay. Convinced in your own mind. And it says, if we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. Uh, We're the Lord. So, you know, you stand before your your master. Mm -hmm. So I think that is important for us. The other thing I would say, and people that go to Grace Church of Orange, you know my answer. The answer to the question, is it okay for a Christian to go and join the protests here and there? And we're talking about right now, the George Floyd protests. Um, The same answer for, can I go and protest abortion? Can I go and protest these other things? Lots of things you can protest that are either for something in the Bible or against something in the Bible or just helping humans in Mm -hmm, general, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think you know what I'm going to say. Love Jesus and do as you please. Like love Jesus the most and do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. If you want to go, go, mm-hmm. but don't condemn yourself in doing it, mm-hmm. right? If you have, if you're condemning yourself, don't. And then here's what you want to be driven by. Let's say that you, your conscience is clear. You love the Lord. Um, you're not being sinful uh, and you're going to go and do something that you really want to do. Let's say you want to go march in a protest. Well, in verse five, uh, Colossians 4 verse 5, conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders, making the best use of the time let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So you notice uh, you're continuing steadfastly in prayer, uh, Colossians 4.2. Uh, you're praying for the believers that they would know how to speak. This is all about a Christian's mandate to get the gospel out. Right before that, it says in, in Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do it for the Lord, uh, not for men. Knowing that from the Lord, you're going to receive the reward, the inheritance as a reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, but the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done. There is no partiality. The idea here is if you're going to go and do whatever you're going to do, Mm -hmm. go do it. Mm -hmm. Love Jesus and do as you please. Mm -hmm. But don't be fake. Don't say, don't be one way, you know, in your private life and one way in your public life. Like you need to be consistent. If you're a believer, then how does a believer act in these ways? We're governed by the word of God. Right, the speech is seasoned with grace. Um, I've seen some people that have posted have like dummy accounts online, and I don't think they think their friend, certain friends or certain parents don't know that they have mm-hmm. those. And their language is absolutely unacceptable and ungodly, mm-hmm. and they're you know advocating for ungodly mm-hmm. causes, and they're being duplicitous because they're trying to act holy over here and then live <laughs> this okay. other life. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is just be like uh, my friend Doug Roll used to say: be like a pickle. <laughs> you take a uh, bite of pickle, at one, uh, dill pickle, you take a bite of pickle at one end, the other end in the middle, it all tastes like a dill pickle. Be consistent. Be the same way you are That's everywhere funny. and be wise where you're there, right? Yeah, yeah. Be wise as you're mm-hmm. going, but love Jesus and do as you please. Hmm. Do whatever you want as long as you're convinced that what you're going to do is going to please God.
1: Super helpful. Thanks for saying that. And for really cleaning up the mess on aisle five. Uh, no, there was no mess. Everything <laughs>
0: you said was great, man. I was agreeing with you. No, man. To- totally. Well, you I, and I are unified. I really yeah. We're unified. We are unified. We are, unified. we are unified. we are. Why don't if, you close us out? Of yeah, absolutely. Out? Uh,
1: thanks so much, listeners. Let me, if it's okay, can I just pray? Let's, do it. Um, let's just pray, and then we will uh, bring this plane to a landing. Father, we. Um, We're so thankful that you are the God who rules over all and that uh, everything that's happening in the world right now is under your sovereign providential orchestration. You've planned it from before the foundation of the world and you're Mm -hmm. getting glory for your son in it. And so, uh, Lord, we just ask, would Jesus be, um, glorified through all this Lord? And we especially pray for your church right now where there's so many opinions and so many, uh, confused, uh, people, even, uh, even us sometimes, Lord, feeling confused and not knowing how to proceed. Lord, we ask for wisdom and, and we ask above all that you would give us love for Christ and unity as a body. And Lord, for Grace Church of Orange, that we would be unified and we would be a, an example to the world of a unified people. Yes, Lord, Jesus. we uh, we ask all of this. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks so much to everybody listening at home. We will uh, talk to you next time.